idea of, through this passage, and we considered this last time, uh, how Paul the Apostle went about serving the Lord, certain features, certain characteristics of his uh, ministry. There was a certain thinking of the future, a certain planning, uh, a certain looking forward to things that he would do. I'm going to pass through Macedonia, and I am going to come uh, unto you. And there is the collection of the saints. And in uh, Romans chapter 15, he mentions uh, that I want to uh, go to Rome, and then I want to go to uh, Spain, uh, to uh, Spain. Uh, So, uh, a certain thinking of serving the Lord, not just now, but later, and not just necessarily in one place, but in other places as the Lord leads and as he uh, permits, uh, and as he uh, permits. Uh, his ministry, remember, had not just breadth, but uh, depths. I want to come to you in Corinth and stay with you a certain time. Uh, His interaction with uh, people was not uh, just a surface or superficial interaction, but it went beyond uh, that. Uh, He was willing to face opposition. There is an open door, but there are many many adversaries. He was willing to serve with uh, others. Uh, The mention here is of Timothy first, and then Apollos, and then other brethren from the house of Stephanus. Uh, Stephanus is mentioned, verse 15, and then in uh, verse 17, Fortunatus and Achaicus, Achilla and Priscilla are then mentioned in verse 19, and many others are named in the Bible who uh, served with Paul and with whom he uh, served. And uh, so uh, a team spirit uh, in uh, thinking of uh, the uh, ministry. And also uh, we see uh, the respect which Paul had for those who worked with him. He didn't say, that Apollos is a rebel because he doesn't want to go where I want him to go and when I want him to go. Uh, He said, I wanted him to go, but he had a different mind. He had a different mind. So he will come to you uh, when he thinks it is most suitable. He will come to you when he thinks it is most appropriate. Five commands are given in verses 13 and uh, 14. And let's look at some other passages where Paul does this towards the end of a letter. Second Corinthians chapter 13, and look at verses 11 and 12. Finally, brethren, farewell. Second Corinthians 13:11. Be perfect, be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace shall be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. So another set of actually five commands, the same number, uh, at the end of 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 13. Uh, Look also at Philippians chapter 4. 
and verse 4, the well-known statement, rejoice in the Lord always. And I, again, I say rejoice. Verse 5, let your moderation be known unto all men, the Lord is at hand. Verse 6, be careful for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication, uh, let your, uh, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto uh, God. Another notable example of a set of uh, short commandments at the end of a letter, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and uh, beginning with verse 16. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not the prophesying, prove all things, hold fast that which is good, and abstain from all appearance of uh, evil. So it is not an uncommon thing uh, for Paul the Apostle to uh, move into, so to speak, rapid-fire <laughs> mode. Uh, um, I'm thinking now of uh, the game of chess. There is what is called classical chess, and then there is chess where you have to move much faster. Uh, uh, there is, I think, officially... Uh, two versions of fast chess. One is called rapid, and then even faster than that is called blitz. Uh, anyway, uh, at the end of uh, the letter, we have uh, a number of uh, brief uh, commands, verses 13 and 14, five commands, as I said. The first one is watch. This could also be rendered, be watchful, be alert, be vigilant, be on your guard, be on uh, your guard. Now, people have thought of this in two ways. One way uh, links this idea of watching, associates it with the coming, the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and the second coming is mentioned in several passages in 1 Corinthians. Let's look at those passages, beginning with chapter 1 and verses 7 and 8. So that you come behind in no gift, waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall confirm you unto the end, that ye may be blameless in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. Chapter 3 and verse 13. Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire will test every man's work of what sort it is. Uh, chapter 5 and verse 5. To deliver such a one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Chapter 6 and verses 2 and 3. Do ye not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Know ye not that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? 1 Corinthians 7, and beginning with verse 29. But this I say, brethren, the time is short. It remains that both they that have wives be as though they had none, they that weep as though they wept not, they that rejoiced as though they that rejoice as though they rejoice not, they that uh, buy as though they possess not, they that use this world as not abusing it, for the fashion of this world passes away. Other mentions in the letter of the second coming. 
First uh, Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 25. Every man that strives for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. Chapter 11 and verse 26. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Till he come. And then in chapter 16, and towards the end of the chapter, if any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema, which means accursed. And then you have the word maranatha, which means our Lord come. Our Lord come. And so, watch for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is very much in keeping with the words of the Lord Jesus himself. Uh, more than once, uh, the Lord Jesus uh, said in the Gospels, watch, because you don't know the hour and you don't know the day when your master, when your Lord comes. And if the master of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have uh, watched. Uh, he would have uh, watched. Uh, look at uh, Luke chapter 12. One such passage, there are some four or five in the Gospels. Luke chapter 12, and let's read from verse 35. Let your loins be girded about, and your lamps burning, and ye yourselves, like men, that wait for their Lord, when he will return from the wedding, that when he comes and knocks, they may open unto him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he comes, shall find watching. Verily I say unto you, that he shall gird himself, and make them to sit down to eat, and will come forth and serve them. And if he shall come in the second watch, or come in the third watch, and find them so, blessed are those servants. Uh, Revelation chapter 16 and verse 15, one last uh, passage that speaks of watching with regard to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, the Bible says, Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. So going back to 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 13, there is uh, the idea that watch could refer to the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. But that's not the only way it could be understood. It could be understood as a command to be on our guard, to be vigilant, to be alert with regard to the faith, to stand fast in the faith, as the next command says, to stand fast, to cling with strength and determination to that which is true, both in terms of doctrine and in terms of practice, both in terms of what we believe and in how we uh, live. And certainly the Corinthians needed to hold firmly to that which was true, both in living and 
in uh, teaching. Remember the, the parable of the wheat and the tares. Uh, the Bible tells us that there was a man who sowed good seed in his field, and then the enemy came. And what did he do? He sowed tares. He sowed uh, tares. Uh, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is uh, weak. The words of the Lord Jesus, uh, excuse me, not the Lord Jesus, in this case, the words of Paul the Apostle, Acts chapter 20, and beginning with verse 29. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after them. Therefore, watch, and remember that for the space of three years I ceased not to warn everyone night and day with uh, tears. Colossians chapter 4 and uh, verse 2. Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2 says, Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and uh, verse 5. Uh, but watch thou in all uh, things. Uh, Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 17. Abranin 13 wa al Obey the ones who have the rule over you. Submit yourself to them. They watch for your souls. They watch for your souls. And First Peter uh, five eight, be sober, be vigilant, because your enemy, your adversary, the devil, like a roaring lion, walks uh, about seeking whom he may uh, devour. Uh, Corinthians, you need to be watchful. You need to be uh, watchful. You need to be on the uh, alert. Uh, on the uh, alert. It's a military term. In fact, uh, the first four commands, the ones that are found in verse uh, 13, they all have this kind of military spirit uh, to uh, them. Stand fast in uh, the faith. Uh, hold uh, the ground which you have. Do not retreat uh, before, uh, before the enemy. Uh, going back to chapter 15 and the beginning of uh, the chapter, uh, it says, uh, I've declared to you the gospel which I preached unto you. Uh, I declare, excuse me, the gospel which I preached unto you, which you have received and in which you stand. In which uh, you stand. Uh, end of chapter 15. Uh, be steadfast, unmovable always abounding in the work of uh, the Lord. Stand fast in the faith. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 24, not that we have dominion over your faith, but are helpers of your joy, for by faith ye stand. For by faith ye stand. You don't stand on Paul. Uh, Paul is not the foundation. Uh, uh, by faith. Uh, you stand. 
uh, some other references to standing fast in the faith. Uh, Galatians chapter 5 and uh, verse 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty with which Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of uh, bondage. Don't allow false teaching to make its way in. One of the things uh, that happens over time, over generations, there are so many places, so many churches, so many institutions which once had biblical teaching and now uh, the words of Mary Magdalene apply. They have taken away the Lord and we know not where they have put him. (laughs) Uh, uh, The truth is not uh, there uh, anymore. Uh, In Galatians itself, if you go back to chapter 2, what does uh, Paul uh, say? Uh, uh, In chapter 2 and verse 4, the false brethren came in unawares uh, secretly to spy out our liberty which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage to whom we gave place by subjection. No, not for an hour, that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. Uh, in Ephesians uh, chapter 6 and uh, verses 11 and 12, uh, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Uh, uh, against the wiles of uh, uh, the devil. Uh, 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 Also Ephesians 6 verses 13 and 14, end of verse 13 says, Having done all to stand, stand therefore. Stand uh, therefore. Philippians chapter 1 and verse uh, 27. Uh, Let your conduct, only let your conduct be as it becomes the gospel of Christ. Whether I come or see you or be absent, I may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 1. Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved and longed for, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly uh, beloved. Uh, More verses. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 23. Uh, If you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. Colossians 4.12, Epiphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, greets you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that ye may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. 1 Thessalonians 3.8, For now we live, if ye stand fast in the Lord. Now we live if you stand fast in the Lord. Second Thessalonians 2.15 uh, Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or our uh, epistle. Or our uh, epistle. Be watchful. Be on your guard. Be uh, alert. Stand fast in uh, the faith. One of the things that was, I think, quite true of the Corinthian believers, things around them, 
the thinking, the philosophy, mindset, attitudes of their city, of Greek culture in general, were having too much of an impact on them. There were things that were making their way in. <laughs> they were being infiltrated by worldly thinking in terms of doctrine and in terms of practice, in terms of teaching and in terms of living. So you need to stand fast in the faith and be uh, watchful. The third command, quit you like men. Literally, literally, uh, this could be translated be manly. Now, two ways that people uh, think of this. One is to be manly in the sense of being mature, the contrast being with what? With immaturity, with childishness. And uh, remember what he said earlier, for instance, in chapter 3 and verses 1 and 2. Uh, and I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with solid food, for to this time ye were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye uh, able. Also, another reference to being a child uh, is in chapter 13 and uh, verse 11. When I was a child... I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. And the third reference uh, in chapter 14 and verse 20. Brethren, be not children in understanding, however in malice be ye children, but in understanding be men. So, Chapter 16, verse 13, the third command there, quit you like men, be manly, could be understood as an encouragement, an encouragement for them to be mature as opposed to immature, to be grown up as opposed to uh, being uh, childish. It could also be understood as be courageous. Be uh, brave. Uh, be brave. And if it is understood in uh, this way, it quickly associates, associates itself, uh, it quickly links itself to the command that follows, which is be strong. Because you could go to the Old Testament and find, and to the New Testament, but especially the Old Testament, and find some ten different places, more than that, where it says, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. So if, if you take the be manly to, be, uh, to mean be courageous, and then it's followed by be strong, it's as if uh, uh, the, uh, someone is uh, remembering what the Bible says. Let's look uh, at just a few verses. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 6. تثني إصحاح 31 والعدد 6 It says, be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, neither be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God 
Uh, he it is who does go with thee, he will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. And in uh, Joshua chapter 1, in fact, in more than one place in Joshua chapter 1, but let's just read one uh, uh, verse there, verse 9 of Joshua chapter 1, Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of good uh, courage? First um, uh, Chronicles chapter 28 and verse 20, David speaking to Solomon, and if I remember correctly, this is before uh, the people. First uh, uh, Chronicles chapter 28 and verse 20, David said to Solomon, his son, be strong and of good courage, and do it. Do it, I think, referring to the building of the uh, temple. And Second Chronicles Chapter 32 and verse 7, Second Chronicles 32 and verse 7, be strong and courageous, be not afraid nor dismayed for the king of Assyria, nor for all the multitude who are with him, for they are more with us than with, uh, than with him. Uh, than with him. Uh, in the New Testament, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Second Timothy chapter 2, uh, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace which is in Christ Jesus. You need to be uh, courageous, you need to be uh, strong. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12, let him who thinks that he stands take heed lest he uh, fall, uh, lest he fall. The Corinthians might have thought themselves to be strong and spiritual, but in fact, at least in many cases, that was not really true. That was not the way things, uh, things were. Watch and stand fast and be courageous and be strong. Be strong. Like I said, uh, military uh, terms. Uh, they were very good at fighting, at fighting each other. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's not what they were supposed to be doing. Uh, they needed to be uh, much better at what? At standing together, being at peace with each other, fighting the world. <laughs> That's what uh, they needed uh, to be doing much more. Uh, look at chapter 5, and uh, I was mentioning the influence, the infiltration of the world. First Corinthians chapter 5, and beginning with verse 6. Your glorying is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. 
uh, and uh, truth. Uh, the Passover, the day of the Passover, was followed, if I remember correctly, by the week when they were supposed to eat unleavened bread only. And a certain custom had developed among the people of the Old Testament uh, that they were supposed to search their houses and make sure that they did not have any leaven. Uh, 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 yes, exactly. As a picture of corruption. <laughs> so many people are talking about corruption in this country. <laughs> um, they were supposed to set aside leaven and have seven days a week of unleavened uh, uh, bread. Uh, look also at chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians, and verses 33 and 34. Be not deceived. Evil company corrupts good morals. Evil company corrupts good morals. Awake to righteousness, and sin uh, not, uh, and sin not. For some have not the knowledge of God, I speak this to your uh, shame, uh, uh, to your shame. Uh, so, uh, you need to watch out for the world, the influence of the world, the presence of worldly thinking and worldly living among you. In fact, in terms of chapter 5 and, and the case of immortal behavior, he said even the world <laughs> would not accept this, uh, would not uh, accept this. Uh, what will happen if we do not eat at the feasts of the pagans, chapters 8, 9, and 10? If we do not eat at the banquets, uh, in the pagan temple. We will die of starvation. There is no temptation taken you, chapter 10, verse 13, but such as is common to man, but God is faithful, who will with the temptation, uh, who will not suffer you to be tempted above what you are able, but will with the temptation make a way to escape that he may be able to bear it. Be strong, be courageous, uh, trust in the Lord, do uh, what's right. Don't just go with the flow. Don't just uh, go along with everything that happens around you. All the things that you are accustomed to from the, uh, the society you lived in, uh, from the time before you were saved. You just want to keep doing the same thing. No change, no, no resistance, no, no, con no confronting uh, the uh, world. There's supposed to be a, a war which is uh, going on. Second uh, Corinthians uh, chapter 10 and uh, verses 4 and 5. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So Paul is telling them, there is a war going on. There is a war uh, going uh, on. Um, I remember someone putting it in these terms. 
that the life of the Christian, the life of the believer, is not supposed to be a playground. It's supposed to be a battleground. It's supposed to uh, be a uh, battleground. Now, Paul himself had this mindset. Paul himself was armed with this uh, spirit. He was ready for battle. He was ready for sacrifice. Look, for instance, at what he says in chapter 4 and verses 10 through 13. The first Corinthians 4 and verse 10, Kronstula Arbashra. We are fools for Christ's sake, but you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are honorable. We are despised. Even unto this present hour, we, we both hunger and thirst and are naked and are buffeted and have no certain dwelling place and labor working with our own hands, being reviled, we bless, being persecuted, uh, being persecuted, we endure it, being defamed, we uh, entreat, uh, 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 we entreat, we are made as the filth of the world and are the offscouring of all things unto this day. Chapter 15. And verse 32, uh, he spoke of what? He spoke of fighting with wild beasts at uh, Ephesus. At uh, Ephesus. Uh, there wasn't enough of this spirit, of this attitude, of this mindset among the Corinthians. They needed to be more watchful. They needed to be more faithful. They needed to be more steadfast in holding for the truth and also, as it says in the book of Jude, to contend for the faith which was once and for all delivered unto the saints. They needed to be more brave and more courageous and more manly. They needed to be stronger. They needed to be uh, uh, stronger. And then we have the fifth command, uh, which is in verse 14, and which is a little bit different from the first four. The fifth command, let all things be done with love. Let all things be done uh, with love. Love is mentioned in the letter. Go back to chapter 2 and verse 9. It says, as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Uh, First Corinthians chapter four and verse twenty one. What will ye? What do you want? Shall I come unto you with a rod or in love and in the spirit of meekness? What is it that you uh, want? Chapter 8 of 1 Corinthians and verse 1 and uh, verse 3. As touching things offered unto idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. Love builds. It builds the other one, the other person. And verse 3, but if any man love God, the same is known of him. Uh, uh, of him. And then, of course, we have to stop at chapter 13. Uh, let all things be done with uh, love. Starting with uh, verse uh, 31 of chapter 12, 
but covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet I show unto you a more excellent way. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I am become as sounding bronze or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and I have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind, love envies not, love vaunts not itself, is not puffed up, does not behave itself unseemly, seeks not its own, is not easily provoked, thinks no evil, rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, love never fails." All things need to be done in uh, uh, love. If I speak in the most eloquent way that a person could imagine, chapter 13 and verse 1, if I have understanding and knowledge and faith, uh, verse 2 of chapter 13, uh, chapter 13 and verse 3, if I have the greatest sacrifices, the sacrifice of what? Of all my belongings, all my possessions, and the sacrifice of my life. The sacrifice of my body to be burned without love. Uh, these things uh, count for very little, count for nothing. Look at uh, the second letter, Second Corinthians, and uh, chapter 2 and verse 4. For out of much affliction and anguish of heart I wrote unto you with many tears, not that ye should be grieved, but that ye might know the love which I have more abundantly unto you. Uh, and uh, chapter 13 of the second letter, Second Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 11, we already read it, but let's read it again. Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect, be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace shall be with you. They needed to be vigilant, watchful, standing, brave, courageous. And they also needed to be. They also needed to be loving. Uh, here were people, remember, who were saying, I am of Paul, and I am of Apollos, and I am of Peter, and I of Christ. Divided against each other. Divided against each other to the point, chapter 6, that they were suing each other in the courts. Amir da'awi ala ba'dun al-ba'd. I suing Sister Renee, Sister Renee suing Sister Vera, Sister Vera suing me. <laughs> All right. uh, uh, imagine that we come to a church and we hand court notices to each other. <laughs> All right. We hand court notes, notices to uh, uh, each other. No, things need to be done with with uh, with with love, uh, uh, with love. Uh, all things um, 
another thing that uh, that needed to be done with love, uh, the matter of uh, chapters 8, 9, and 10 of eating the food sacrificed to idols. Well, I have the freedom to do this because I know that an idol really doesn't exist and uh, that the Lord is the one who made all things. But what does he tell them? He tells them that there is a weaker brother who can be offended by this. There is a weaker brother who has come from this background and still does not have the firmness of knowledge, the clarity of knowledge which you do, uh, which you do. Why do you want to eat? Because you want to eat. Because I like my stomach. Because I need uh, uh, sustenance. Remember that there were some people who depended on these banquets and these public occasions and, and the uh, generosity in a certain sense of, uh, uh, of the masters of such banquets. Some people wouldn't eat without such uh, uh, opportunities. Some people wouldn't eat meat without such opportunities. Without such opportunities. So, I need to take care of myself. But there is a weaker brother. And love will tell you that, will tell me that filling my stomach is not what is important. What is important is edifying, building up my brother. What will love do as well? Chapter 11. They had problems with regard to the Lord's Supper. Some people came. Uh, to the time of the Lord's Supper, some people came who were rich. What would they do? They'd go and sit in a room on their own. Now, what made that a bit easier is that they were using people's homes and, 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 and a large number of people, and so maybe they did have to be in different rooms. But there are some people who wanted to separate themselves from others because we are the ones who are better off uh, than the uh, others and others who could not leave their work and come very quickly, oh, that's okay without them, all right? Uh, without them. When things are done in love, this problem as well should uh, go uh, away. And the exercise of their spiritual gifts, the abilities and talents which God gave them, which they used to do what? To show off, at least to some extent. This is what they were doing. All right? Oh, I have a lot of love for myself. <laughs> uh, for myself. Uh, uh, you know, some people emphasize this concept that wickedness is like what? Wickedness, uh, evil things are actually good things that have gone astray. Uh, that have uh, gone astray. We're supposed to love God. Instead, what do we do? We love the world, and we love money, and we love ourselves. Uh, so it's, it's love, but it's gone in the wrong direction. Uh, it's gone in the wrong uh, direction. So love will guide us in exercising our spiritual gifts in the right way. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 31 tells us, Whether therefore ye eat or drink, or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. All right. Remember the two great commandments from the Old Testament, which the Lord Jesus repeated? The first 
great commandment is that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your strength, all your mind, all your soul. You will do all things, whether you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, you will do all for God and for His glory. And the second command is that you will love your neighbor as yourself. Things need to be done for others again and again, especially in chapters 12 and 13 and 14. Things need to be done for edification. Uh, for edification. Look at chapter 14 and verse uh, 26. One out of many, many uh, such statements in these uh, chapters. Uh, how is it then, brethren? When you come together, every one of you has a psalm. Every one of you has a doctrine, has a tongue, has a revelation has an interpretation. Every one of you wants to stand up. Every one of you wants to be heard. Every one of you wants the spotlight to shine on him. No one wants even to give the other an opportunity to speak. Let all things be done unto what? Unto edifying. Unto uh, edifying. So, things need to be done with a love for God and a dedication to His glory, things need to be done with a love for uh, our brethren and with an intention, with a motivation of doing what? Of building up the other. Of building up uh, the uh, other. Let all things be done with, uh, uh, with uh, love. Uh, at the end of the chapter, he closes with two mentions of uh, love. First uh, Corinthians chapter 16 and verse uh, 22. If any man love not the Lord Jesus Christ, let him be accursed. Uh, let him be accursed. Our Lord come. In lam yuhib ahad. Rab Yesu al-Masih falyakun malawna. And uh, the closing, remember, uh, a closing which he does not use in any of his other letters. Uh, the common closing, you see it in verse 23, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. But then after that, all right, my love be with you all in Christ Jesus. Amen. Uh, uh, amen. Let all things be done with love. There is a need to be watchful, to be strong, to be standing fast, to be courageous, and there is a need to be loving. Remember how the Lord Jesus said, New commandment I give unto you, love one another as I have loved you. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. I think it's in First John where it says that we ought to lay down our life for the brethren. For the brethren. Let all things be done with, uh, with love. Uh, uh, this is what the Bible commands. This is what Paul said to the Corinthians. This is what the Holy Spirit says to us. Uh, to us. Uh, these things are written not just for them. 
it's easy to say, oh, did they really need these commands? Oh, do I really need them? Uh, oh, do I really need them? And may the Lord help us to heed, uh, and he who hears these words and doeth them will be like a wise man who builds his house upon a rock. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your servant Paul. We thank you, Lord, for his work in Corinth. We thank you, Lord, for the fruit which you gave. We thank you, Lord, for the believers there, for this letter written to them and recorded for us and for our learning. We pray that you would help us to know that there is a war, there is a confrontation, there is an enemy, and many who fight with him under his banner. So we pray that you'd help us to know that we have a need to heed these words, to listen, to obey, to follow, to do, that we have to watch and stand fast, that we have to be strong and courageous. And we pray that you would help us so that we would do all things with love. We thank you because your word tells us that you are the God of love, that the Lord Jesus Christ is the son of your love. We thank you, Lord, because your spirit is shed abroad in our hearts, and he is not the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Help us, Lord, to take these commands to heart, to heed, to respond, to obey, to follow. And in all these things we pray that you would strengthen us and help us. In all these things we pray that your name would be lifted up and glorified. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.